That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jabberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestle Mini alongside for the ride is a man who had augmented reality fisting through a set last week, JC. JC, thank you for joining us. A throwback edition of the Jabberknocker? Not really, because you know what we don't have to do here on the Jabberknocker Nestle Promote a fucking stupid turn left race, which is the only reason SmackDown had to do that. Like, whatever. Honestly, I know everyone's like, oh my god, you didn't have the set piece. They had the augmented thing, and, it, and honestly, I was like, fine. That's, it's fine, whatever. I don't care enough. They dressed up in their little old-school outfits, so it's like they, they, they did like a, probably a C-plus effort into it. It didn't bother me because those kinds of things like don't always like wet my whistle anyways. So I thought it was satisfactory, but I, I mean, if you want to bitch about it, you can bitch about it because a lot of other people did. No, I, I, I didn't mind the augmented fist. I just thought it was funny to me because, like, I, I, it was what was in our brains, thinking, like, oh, this would be cool. But somebody else, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was somebody in the JK or whatever, the, the staff thread or whatever. But, like, whoever said it is, is 100% correct. You thought for one night they were going to change everything they do there just for that one thing for two hours. Like, get out of here. Get completely yeah. out of here. And you see here, it's always that double-sided coin. It's like, oh my god, how could the WWE not do that? Well, here's the reality of it: if they did do that, and you know, bought a giant fucking fist, do you know how much money that shit costs? And you're mad about them having to cut people? Well, guess what? You can't have both, motherfuckers. Maybe someone got their job saved because they didn't have to do bullshit like this. It's just, it, it's, it's whatever. It's they. I didn't mind it because I thought they did enough. That's why I said C plus. So I, it didn't bother me. The show, in terms of SmackDown, there was a few things that I didn't hate. But uh, if uh, you're okay with it, WrestleMania, for as we head into the Shine, uh, you know Mandy Rose's Shine. I want to start on Raw because there's something that really it made me happy because we obviously come on here all the time bitch about Raw, and I tweeted about it too because when we look at Raw in this three hour show, it drags and drags. But you see it on these other shows that have less time. They put more into their, like, undercard and these, like, even DEF-less storylines. But, like, there's more effort there in these shorter shows. Why is it the longest show struggled with it? Well, this week, I want to point out my favorite thing of the week was the Shelton Benjamin-Cedric Alexander feud paying off. Not only, Nestle did they each get entrances, which normally in these types of feuds they don't. I thought they told a good story to set it up. I thought these two made the most of every minute they were given. It wasn't a short one. It wasn't a long one. It was that intermediate range. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was very physical. Like, you just, you could feel like these two, like, it, they would play out perfectly. Like, they were used to be in a tag team. They know each other so well with reversing the finishers. I thought even the announcers, like, didn't get in the way too much. They just kind of let the story tell it. I enjoyed it. Obviously, these are my guys, so I'm a little biased. But if Rod does more of this type of thing with these type of storylines and lets them play out like this, gives it time because they have nothing but time in three hours 
It helps the flow of the show so much more. Raw is so clunky. If they do more of this stuff, which AEW, NXT, and SmackDown do better, it'll help just make Raw better. It elevates everyone on your roster. It really like shows off the amount of talent you have. Um, obviously, my boy Shelton get the win was a big surprise, too. But for me, this is my biggest shine of the week for all those reasons I just mentioned. You make a lot of good points, JC. The other thing I wanted to say was I wanted to hearken back to previous last week where they kind of they officially broke up or whatever. And Shelton Benjamin had that promo where he was like, I'm not done. I know more than him and I'm going to show him. And so the fact of the finish where he kind of still had some tricks up his sleeve and still won and Celtic Better was like, like and that and that right there proved it where it was just like, OK, there's a storyline like like you said, it could be E, D, F, whatever, but it's a storyline. And so I, when I was watching it, I went. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit shorter for my taste. Like, I would have preferred somewhere from, like, six, seven, eight minutes for that to be a whole thing. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I thought they did a great job, like you said, in the, the context of where they were. But they actually told that story. And it proved to me that, you know, they're just lazy. Not they, the people involved. But, I mean, like, the WWE in general is just lazy. Because it in that, what was it? It felt like it's six minutes. In that six minutes, that's all you needed. And and, yeah. it, and it made sense, and it didn't make me go, that was too much. It made me actually want more, which is what you want as a response of a fan. So for me, I just went, it's not that hard. They, it, you really don't need that much time out there, and you made it work. So And I, kudos to both of them because they, they went out of their way. Sheltic, you know, I was going to say Sheltic, excuse me, I morphed in my head. Sheltic. Sheltic. <laughs> Sheltic, Alec Ban- Benjamin. A- Alec Benjamin. <laughs> Alec Benjamin. Uh, sound like my father. We just started morphing shit together. Uh, no, but they just, they went out of their way. You know, like Cedric did something amazing. He went full tilt right out of the gate. And then, of course, Shelton was kind of all over the place and then eventually wins, which was good. Like it was like, it felt like a boxing match in a way where it was like boom, 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 boom. Then there was strategery. So, you know, I, I appreciated it very much. What else did you like? So, along those same lines, it's something else that I know we really enjoyed since WrestleMania is you look at these Seamus segments that he's given. I think it's more of this, too, where it's just like you're allowing him to be the champion and tell his own story, but bring all these other guys with him. Obviously, last week we saw Mansoor. The last few weeks since WrestleMania, it's been Shimmy. Um, He finally got his one-on-one opportunity against Sheamus this week. It's really unfortunate, obviously, how it ended. But it's, again, it's another one of these segments where it's like, my hand did not touch the remote. I didn't even think about touching the remote, unlike most of Raw, because I want to see this. It's something fresh. It's something new. It's something that they've been wetting our appetites for now for a few weeks that we want to see how this pays off. Like, can Shimmy actually get over Sheamus? And Sheamus' promo before the match was, I thought, the perfect heel promo from Sheamus. He called back to that immediate promo after WrestleMania with Adam Pierce, telling him they're trying to be like past champions, and he explained, no, fuck that. I'm going to be my own guy. I'm going to do it my way, the Seamus way, and that's just beating the fuck out of people. So, again, this is another thing on Raw where it's like, on a show that mostly sucks, there are a few things here where it's like, they do this well. If they can translate this type of booking and this type of, like, structure and giving these things time, letting them breathe, to the rest of their show, Raw could become halfway decent. That's all we're asking. Yeah, we're not even asking for it to be good. We're just asking for it to be watchable. You know? Exactly. Monday Night Watch. That's pretty much all you got to do. Just watch. A watchable. Yeah. Uh, no, but look, so here's the hard part for me, like, and I'm sure for you too and our boy Joe, who clearly, you know, coined the shimmy shimmy. I uh, I felt so bad 
watching that sunset yeah. flip powerbomb because if it wasn't his back, his tailbone, it could have been a, his glutes or something or his hamstrings. I don't know exactly. It might have been his knee, but Sheamus it came was down. Definitely, definitely his knee because Sheamus' entire body weight landed on his knee, and that yeah. just instantly, like, you could tell. Now when they showed the replay, it was like, oh, man. He's lucky he didn't snap like that UFC yeah. guy. By the way, I still can't watch that. That thing was that thing makes me want to yeah, barf. No, I, there's a couple of them I can't watch. But, yeah, I felt so bad because Shimmy was finally getting some steam. We were interested. You know, Monsori, you know, obviously has, I'm sure, stuff down the line that'll be interesting. But this was kind of like Shimmy's moment to break out a little bit, just a little, just to prove his worth uh, more than, you know, just being, like, you know, the third-hour guy. But I just felt so bad for him, and I hope he's okay. And I hope that Seamus is okay because Seamus is a tough dude in general. I'm sure he'll he'll take a couple of weeks off to just do I promos, think he, but he'll be all right. The way I read, like, the end of that with him sitting there was, like, you could tell he felt he was feeling for Shemi because he knows obviously he's been on the ride with this guy the last couple of weeks and could probably feel his excitement of getting the opportunity. And when anytime you're part of something like that where someone's opportunity kind of just like you get a fluke injury or something like that, like and you're the other person there, like you're gonna feel it. So that's kind of the vibes I got from Seamus. And yeah, you just you're hoping the best for Shemi. Well, I'm trying to think of something that made me excited this week. And here's something that I did not expect to be excited about because we already saw it. But I enjoyed Damian Priest and Jomo again. I thought this week, in my opinion, was better than a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever it was. And I thought the the only thing I didn't really like was the the stipulation portion of it. Which yeah. I you know, but what are you gonna do? You, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like I like I was sitting there going like in my head, I'm like, oh this has been really good. Like maybe it's gonna be like uh it because this is what I would have done. And, and again, this is completely different. But I was hoping that they would like I appreciate the idea of like, oh, we'll tell you afterwards thing, but it would have been great for it to be like, oh, if John Morrison wins, it's two on one, you know? And then if it's Priest wins, Priest gets to do whatever the hell he wants. But when you do a lumberjack match, I just was just like, ugh, help me take off my bra in the words of Carla from Scrubs. You know, it's just like, who cares? <laughs> you know, uh, a bus pass, help me take off my bra. I think that's the line. But anyway, uh, this was a great match. I thought Priest... He had his abilities just kind of right there spotlighted with his striking abilities. They were legit, or if they didn't, they looked legit, which is what I love to see is make me think that it's legit and still save the guy. And then, of course, as much as I don't like the whoop-whoop-whoop part core, it seemed like to me like I was watching some type of kung fu in a little way. Like, I love that because I have a soft spot for Bruce Lee and all that awesome stuff. Like, when it looks cool, it's cool. Martial arts is great. And it's hard for me to enjoy it in wrestling. But right there, like, I just, I felt like I was watching a movie for like a half a second. And I really enjoyed that. It, it, out of everything else that was going on with the the tags and the multi-tags and the, the ridiculousness backstage, this was a nice palate cleanse for me in a positive way where I just thought, Jomo has been really impressing me lately. Like, I knew the promos were good. And like the, like... The arrogant airhead kind of thing he the was drip, doing. Drip. The drip, drip. That? Think, That's the drip, drip. Yeah, like he upgraded to a tropical storm. I laughed when I heard that. So I think they're doing a good job. I just, I just don't want to see them break up, as I've talked about every every week. I just think that there's nowhere to go but down. Honestly, like for both of them, I think they just enhance each other so much. So this is gonna be one of the suckiest parts, I think, going forward. And I could be wrong, but as a fan, I enjoy being able to be entertained by these guys. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the future holds for Miz and Morrison, clearly on their own, because that's where they're going. I, or if some, one of them's taking time off, maybe that's why they're doing it. But I do want to say this quickly about this, because, yeah, obviously, like, we were saying, oh, man, if they just keep rerunning this stuff since WrestleMania, 
Like, the, uh, whoever has been in charge of booking this from all the way in the lead-up with the Bad Bunny stuff and Damian Priest up and through now after WrestleMania, like, think about how badly we didn't want this and we continue to not want it, but how good it's been and how good the segments have been. Like you said, like, the way they told the story, it made sense. The backstage segments with Pierce, like, all that, like, it all made sense. The stipulation, like you said, not a fan of either, but the way they got there, like, they did it all right. But whoever has been, had their hands on Damian Priest, since he's been called up and like the handling of him and the booking of him, like there aren't too many times where we're satisfied the way they treat someone being called up from NXT. So whoever's been involved in this, let them be involved in it more because they've done a very good job, especially with a guy like priest that you and I have never, we've been pretty open about like, he's not one of our guys, but when I watch him now, like I enjoy him and he's definitely won me over a lot. He's proven he deserves to be there. He's proven he can succeed here. So once he gets through the Miz, that backlash, I'm curious what his next step is as well. You know, it's awkward a little bit for me because I was watching this thinking to myself, in a perfect world, I feel like Priest would be a really good heavy for the Miz or for, like, like he fits with the Miz and Morrison a little bit. Like, I know he good, plays a good foil, but, like, the underclub night scene thing isn't terribly far away from uh, D-list Hollywood kind of guy, like, partying up too, like... So for me, I just feel like eventually I wouldn't mind seeing these guys all work together on the same end, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know what else, WrestleMania? I can't, can't go through the shot without mentioning this. I'm still hyped for Evolution, baby. Not one, but two vignettes this week. She's, you know, we've seen the role model thing a lot in wrestling between Britt Baker and Bailey and everyone doing it, but Eva's apparently doing it too, that heel role model. Um, uh, shout out the second song they chose. We're doing for the glory! you watch any Celtics videos on NBC Sports Boston might sound familiar but uh you know I I just I'm excited for Eva man um I hope these vignettes continue and they kind of just like kind of like keep us guessing here but the more Eva the better for me baby sign me up for all the evolution I was a little perturbed that there were two because oh, I, I felt like it. you could have just had one. I wasn't expecting the second no one. yeah that's the other part satisfied yeah I felt like oh like why did they why did they do two like the second one was fine the first one we already seen. You waste my time, but whatever. They like their lead-ins, and that's fine. They like their lead-ins back from break, and that's three-hour show, bro. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta fill it. We gotta fill it. It's fine. It's awful, but it's okay. I'm trying to look down my list if there's anything specific that I really, really, okay, really. Okay, bro. Backstage with the new day, Matt Riddle on the main roster in backstage segments remains undefeated. Was this the best one? No, but it's just. Him in the New Day is fun. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm, like, I'm like smiling. Even if it's corny, even if it's dumb, like, it's, it's fun. It's just, like, these guys play off each other so well because they're three of the more entertaining figures in WWE. And then you mix in, like you always love, the straight man and with Randy Orton in there, and it's just, like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Like, him saying fun, and Orton's like, I find killing legends and all that. It's so corny, but it fucking works because the way Riddle reacts to every single little thing that whoever he is with says, his reactions are so good, and it makes you buy in. It makes you smile. It makes you invested. Obviously, Orton reacting to those guys, the New Day reacting. Like, these are four of the best reactors to other people they have in the entire company, and you're telling me we get all four at once? Hell, WrestleMania. They made me almost not want to fast-forward the eight-man tag just to watch their dynamic. I still fast-forward it because I had to finish the show for this program. But the fact that they could make me not, almost, almost not, want to completely fast-forward a fucking useless eight-man tag, kudos to them for that. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Well, I can tell you from watching it, you didn't miss anything at all except well, the an end. eight-man so. tag. Yeah, exactly. 
But should not be talked about in the shine, of course. Because... I watched what happened after, you know, Randy Orton, RKOing both members of the New Day. Boom. I like that. Riddle being upset about it. Boom. I did. I like that. I did chuckle very hard when he went, Randy, how are we supposed to have friends? Like, I thought that was funny. <laughs> like... That's a feud I want to see. Isn't that a feud you want to see that? Like, it's a necessity. talked about them not throwing RK Bro immediately in a title picture. Like, having them have, like, a short little fun feud with the New Day, with Riddle trying to be their friends, and Orton not caring and being like, they're our competition. We got to beat them. Like, that's how you build a division and have an actual really good feud outside of the title picture. It would set RK Bro up as number one contenders once they eventually beat the New Day. So I like those little things that they left here, and it seems like they are really putting effort in taking their time with the best part of WWE right now. The other, the other thing that I thought was really telling, and I, I, I appreciate it from a logical standpoint because I'm obviously very logical about everything I think about, but... I just wanted very, very much to say this point. With the Strange Bedfellows tag team, this is what I, 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 I enjoy about it. You have the ability to play both sides, right? So you have the ability to have him go, dude, I'm sorry he, he RKO'd you last week, but we got to have a match tonight when the bell rings. I got I to gotta win, you know? And then, like, on the flip side of that, they can be ha-ha and then go after Elias and Riker if they have to, or... They can go after almost an, an AJ or whatever else is going to be thrown their way. Viking Raiders, even though those guys have not been on TV for two weeks, I think at this point. But they're you know they got lost in the toy box. Unfortunately, some people just get dropped to the bottom, and that's where they end up. So hey, Lucha House Party got a, a promo. Yeah, that so. was we can't speak of that in the, the shine, so it's okay. Okay, I don't I think it's shine worthy. I don't think it's shine worthy. It's not. I'm just saying the fact that like they're they showed investment in a team. That even though I don't like them, they at least showed investment. I'm like, it's good. It's good for the tag division because yeah. it shows me they care about tag teams. But yeah, them specifically, you know how I feel about them. It says it on a t-shirt. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> at tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. Uh, no, look, I, there's not much more that I really enjoyed. Uh, we can go over to SmackDown if you want. but Let's do it. Okay. I'm curious what you enjoyed because for me, a lot of this felt like we were just doing laps. Like, it just felt like we were taking victory laps or we were just kind of steady yeah. doing things, you know? So, honestly, a lot of SmackDown I don't even really have in my notes because it was just kind of like, whatever. It didn't it didn't make me feel like I need to react to it either way. But I do think we need to talk about the overall, the overall story throughout the night. And that was obviously, that was the big return of Jimmy uh, Uso. And I do like how it was kicked off with Roman Reigns saying, I have replaced Daniel Bryan. Because it's just one of those things, it's like the big bad heel. Like, anytime you mention replacing, like, one of the most popular wrestlers of all time, it's instant heat. Like, Reigns, he's so good at it. It also, like, continues to show his power. And I love that at the initial segment, he just came out, and it got everyone on the internet, how is he calling Roman Reigns after what he did to his brother a couple months ago? This is horrible. WWE, you suck at storylines. But no, you motherfuckers. You suck at watching TV. Because you know what happens when you react to the first thing you see? You look like an idiot when the story plays out throughout the night. And guess what? Jimmy's not fucking happy with Roman Reigns. He was playing nice because you know what? He loves his fucking brother. He understands that, yes, Roman's his cousin. But he's not happy about it. And in his own words, WrestleMania, I believe he said, he ain't no one's bitch. And you know what else Jimmy wants? He wants the Usos to be tag champs again. So it's just like... Everything they did made sense. And obviously it culminated in the main event where he looked like he was walking out. But then the motherfucker, much like his twin brother, is loyal and wasn't going to let Cesaro, big bad Cesaro, 
beat up on his brother. So he came to his aid. So you know what? It's like they found a way to make this storyline, which we had such a similar thing. It's like, well, he has a twin. Run it back. And I honestly, it doesn't bother me that much because this makes sense. We've been waiting for months, like before WrestleMania and all this, like what's going to happen when Jimmy comes back? What's going to happen with this family dynamic, with the Roman's J dynamic, like the J Jimmy dynamic, Roman having someone else in his stable, or is it going to create another rift? Like, there's so many different ways they can go with this, and it's another way to jolt in the storyline. And also, like, the Cesaro stuff, I'm happy for him as well. So it's just like there's a lot going on with this title story-wise, and I think they're doing a good job. So to me, that is the only shine on SmackDown, um, is that the the, actual story, there's so many ways they can go. And I, I want to watch it. Yeah, look, I, you you hit a lot of points there, a lot to a lot to talk about. But there's there's something that came through my brain, right? And I understand we're, we're you know he he said in an interview, you know if you wanna you want a steak, you watch Raw. You want flame and yawn, you go to SmackDown. You wanna you want to sizzle, you know. And I understand that. I I completely understand that. But in my head, this is where my my head went. So they have the logical, you know, connecting the dots portion of it. But if I was Roman Reigns, right? And uh, my cousin wasn't falling in line, and I had power. Like, what I what I would have done would have been like, you want to be tag champs? Fine. Like, I'll make that happen. And then like, then you fall in line, and then they win the tag belts. Then they fall in like. Obviously, we're headed down. You couldn't do that on the first night or something like that. But I think being able to make his dreams a reality is a good way to make him fall in line, to make him go, well, shit. Like now, what else? What can I complain about? I got money. I got my brother, and I got the tag belts. To me, like that, that to me is an easy way to smooth over. I mean, obviously, what they went with is perfectly fine, and and no, no bad part about it. But if that's what he wants, just give it to him. If you got the the stroke, man, like, and so I thought Paul Heyman did a great job too in the backstage promo where he was like, "Go get me my cousin." He's like, "Which one?" And he stared at him. He's like, "Got it," and walked away like a little idiot. Like I, I loved it. I thought. I thought he chews up the scenery, but he does it in such a way that it just it helps. So I do I do want to see where the rest of the table forms, you know, because I think that that's important going forward. Um, in terms of like this whole, uh, I, they did they did have like stakes with the Cesaro match, which I thought was great, but it felt like a foregone conclusion, and you were just kind of kind of yeah. seeing where that's it was going to end up. That's why it's on TV, right? Because a lot of the times when you have these like, because we would have complained if they would have just gave it to him, so. It's one of those things. It's a double-edged sword, but I will say it's like those two got good chemistry, so I don't hate it. And the fact that instead of just having this be at backlash, like a bunch of other reruns, like they got it through here and they used it, like you said, to give it stakes. I think that's a positive for it, and why I'm not too upset about it. And I am honestly, when I was, we can have the discussion later too. But I was looking through the backlash matches before we recorded today, and this is the match that stood out to me as like. This is why I want to watch the pay-per-view because I want to see how they do Reign Cesaro. I want to see how these guys work together. I want to see this match more than anything else on the card, not even close. No other match in this, the card touches this. To me, like I want to see this. No matter what happens, I want to see it because there is so much storyline here. And there's so much just natural storyline with Cesaro as being a guy that we're waiting for. And like I said, I expect him to lose and that honestly to be a good thing for him long term because I think it'll kind of just like, it'll set up for more when he does it. If, when and if he does eventually win, it'll be even sweeter. But I just, to me, when I was looking at that, I was like, they've done a good job with this, the way they've booked this. They've done so many different ways to set this up. They've had so many moving parts on Reigns' side, on Cesaro's side, the Daniel Bryan dynamic, which we've gone through. Like, there was a lot here. And that match, like, you know those two in the ring are probably going to click. So 
my excitement level for it is very high. I'm curious your take. Uh, you know, I really hope he wins. I'd be excited. I, I mean, we'll talk more in the predictions. I'm, I'm still on that fence of like, can I believe they want me to believe? Maybe it's time. I don't know. But um, for it to be so close to WrestleMania, it's hard for me to believe that why wouldn't you have just done it at WrestleMania? But I get it. Because um, Edge won the Royal Rumble. No, I understand. I understand. But it just feels like... Remember that guy, Edge? Who cares? Like, he's just here part-time, wrestle six times a year. Give him $5 because he's worth it. I guess... I don't know. Ain't my money. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I'm excited for it. Like I said, it, there's a lot on this card that like seems in reality, uh, like we've talked about. You know, historically, backlash is always the makeup for WrestleMania. Sometimes, like it just when you're upset about certain on certain things at WrestleMania, it always feels like backlash. You know, they always come through for you. So that's what I'm hoping for because WrestleMania didn't leave a sour taste in my mouth as a viewer, but it made me feel like I could have gotten more, and that's why I like WrestleMania. Honestly, I, I like pretty much all of it except for the first couple matches on both nights. Like the besides that, like I feel I felt pretty paid off. I just backlash, like you mentioned, seems to be historically one of the better pure wrestling pay per views of the year because you get those rematches of people who have already worked together, but you also get a mix of like new stuff like this with Reigns and Cesaro. So I I think it will be a good pay per view, but in terms of like looking forward to and hype meters, like it's this match is the only one that really has me like full chub. So, speaking of full chub, do you want to get hot? Yeah. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Well, folks, there wasn't. I, I, I got to make sure I did this correctly. There was on Friday a 10 man tag. On Monday, there was a six woman tag, and they're an eight man tag on Raw. So, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I no, got bingo. I mean, literally, you're 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 on your way to an Adam aneurysm. Like that's exactly how I felt. I was I was beside myself. On here's the thing, you know how I didn't feel about this was retro SmackDown, which, as you said, was basically given to them probably by the company of like here's Fox. You got it. You got a week's that's notice. I had some bullshit shit yep. on Sunday. Yep. Yeah. It didn't make any sense watching retro because it, it was like they just gussied it up with no no you know that's it, and I just. It was a complete crap show for me. Then you think to yourself, 10-man tag, thank God it wasn't the main event, but it was still all over the goddamn place, and nobody cares. Like, it was a Ford, Ford hey, who flash. got the pin? Who I cared? cared at the end. Who? The king! Who got the pin? JC went home happy. It's all good. No, this was this was awful. Went home in tears. Gene Corbin pinned my favorite. <laughs> I will say, yeah, the match I didn't watch. Until the end, I hit I hit unpause when I saw Corbin about to win. Did you enjoy the backstage promo though? The Apollo kind of like giving the pep talk. I up? did. I thought that was a cool I tone. Did. Yeah. I did. That made me feel that, that harkened back to the idea of the uh, the old school Survivor Series teams. Yes. And that's what I enjoyed about that. Then the you know as they usually say the bell rings and then you're, you're just upset. So if I cared about Survivor Series, if I cared about five on fives, I'd be caring about all that stuff. But I don't care about any of it. So you know it is what it is. So it was terrible. Then we get to the six woman tag, which to me meant nothing because of the the Alexa playground thing was basically the whole focus of like she's watching one of you okay great clearly it's got to be Charlotte at this point because the other ones don't matter and if the opportunity is there Lily must want the opportunity now here's the thing I don't think we're going to see Charlotte wrestle a doll but I'd be interested in seeing if she can really elevate oh. a piece of doll just saying oh my god uh, if she if Oh, see, the thing I did find interesting, at least like with that, is just finally Alexa's doing something. And I also got to thinking, like, 
because Rhea Ripley's kind of like got that like dark badass character too. Her and an Alexa feud would be interesting too. So yeah, it seemed very obvious it was going to be Charlotte, but an Alexa Rhea thing it kind of got me thinking like that could be interesting as well. Especially if like, but then it's like, where do they go with Charlotte? So I do, I do think it will be Charlotte. But I think down the line, the fact that we're kind of finally reintegrating Alexa into the division, she obviously had the title match with Oscar while Bray was gone. I believe in between the Rumble or around the Rumble around that time. But besides that, she's kind of doing her own thing. So that at least like had my attention as I was fast forwarding. I was like, oh, okay. But you know how I feel about the fucking doll, man. Like if she wrestles a fucking doll, like. I'm out. I mean, I, I'm already out, but good fucking god. I gotta tell you, I am. I, I am. A, I have a. I have a giant soft spot for people wrestling inanimate objects because uh, my boy Tough Talk Tony Spencer is the best wrestler in the world when it comes to wrestling inanimate objects. If you Google, uh, if YouTube actually Tony Spencer versus John Cena, you will be pleasantly entertained. Just gonna say that much. It is outstanding. Can't talk about it enough. But Charlotte's not gonna put over a doll, let alone wrestle a doll. So we're not worried about I, it. I have a fun fact for you, Nestlemania. There is somebody on this program who wrestled a stuffed bear on a trampoline in Guthrie Hartford's backyard and beat that bear, which was a Hall of Famer for the Intercontinental title. Do you know which one of the two of us that was? I'm going to guess by the way you described that, it was not me. Yeah, it was me. It was uh, JC under the ring name Taven. Um yeah, I was uh, part of a few of Guthrie's little backyard wrestling trip. Look at that show, Guthrie, the ring announcer. And I won an intercontinental title from a teddy bear. And then immediately lost it, I think, the next time. And then I was in a tag team with one of my friends. And we got put through tables. That's awesome. Going tit for tat. That was the end of my career. There you go, of course. Because <laughs> uh, you, you couldn't, nobody could take you seriously after losing to the bear. No, I, <laughs> so look, I'll, t- I'll go tit for tat. I was in the, the our, our backyard wrestling uh, federation back in the day uh, under the the guise of uh, Hulkamaniac. Uh, I was uh, Hulk Hogan's number one fan from Juno. I'm sorry, Venice Beach, Alaska, because I thought it was funny because I didn't have a tan because I was pale. Anyway, they thought I was an Eskimo. I don't understand it, but it's still funny, I guess. Anyway, I lost our world championship to get this a Ken Shamrock WWE figure. He put me like in the a, ankle like lock and I tapped out. Figure? Oh yeah, like the six inch one you would buy from the ad- the bone cruncher. Yeah. How did it get around your ankle? Did the thing have like I had to, a I had to actually or something? I, I had to like actually put the guy around my. It was the stupidest looking thing in the world, but I still tapped out to a figure. So if people saying I don't put things over, I put an action figure over, but it's still not as good as Tony Spencer. I got to tell you, <laughs> I cannot tell you how Tony Spencer once put over a Snickers wrapper. Like that's how good that man is. He just he's that good. I'm he wasn't you. satisfied? No, he was not satisfied. No. satisfied. no, he also put over, he's put over his fair share of stuffed animals, too, in backyard wrestling. So that's, you know what, I, I, would, I would venture a guess that if you ask somebody if they were a backyard wrestler at one point in their life and they're quote-unquote, and I'm using those very seriously, career uh, in backyard <laughs> wrestling, they probably put over an animate object. So we're not too far off if Charlotte has to wrestle Lily. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, no. Um, I, I don't think I had, I don't think, Speaking from my personal experience of wrestling a teddy bear, there's only so much you can do. Um, and I was on a trampoline, so I could really beat myself up. Sure. But uh, I can't see that being good TV. So, uh, Ixnay on the Charlotte Wrestling. By the way, day. Guthrie, if Guthrie's listening to this and he has the video, please put it up on social media so we can see Taven slash JC lose to this bear. I want to see it. Because he must <laughs> I have know. it. I, I think he did record some of it. I'm Honestly, I, God knows if he has it. But he used to do these, I don't know if they're weekly or monthly, but... Guthrie had a good little shop going there in his backyard with the trampoline. I'm curious, what was the name of your backyard wrestling fed? 
You have to ask him, man. Uh, my, my memory only remembers so much. That uh, okay. bear knocked a lot, gave me a lot of CTE. So. Okay, well, I got to tell you that ours was uh, Vicious Insane Wrestling, which uh, if you asked our boy Trav, the... Uh, the VIW. If you ask, uh, if you ask Trav, he he thought VIW stand for very improv wrestling because we did nothing dangerous whatsoever, and it was all sketch comedy. <laughs> it was literally the amount of effort in the promos versus the wrestling was like not. It was like ninety ten. It was ridiculous. Like that's the amount of effort in the entertainment was great, which is why it spawned people like Todd Graham, Derek Simonetti, and Tony Spencer, and then me and our boy Trav and all these other people. Like we're all wackadoos. Wrestling doesn't matter to us. It's all the gagas we've talked about this program. We went down 10 minutes of backyard lane. Let's get back into the program. This is ridiculous. Um, Charlotte booked Ripley versus Asuka. The match sucks. Nobody cares. Thoughts? I was so upset that first off, so she had to wrestle twice. And she said, I'll wrestle twice. I'll be ready for Asuka. And then she cut herself off and remembered that she's Asuka. And then she said, that, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to be ready for Rhea. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. And then the other part that made me very upset about everything else was that so Charlotte came out, I think, did she come out before the match or in the middle for the break? Mid-match. Okay, so then they put her on commentary, and I get what they're trying to do, making her, like, important or trying to make her seem like the opportunity to all that stuff, but when there's a match going on that was a WrestleMania rematch, and you guys are talking, all four of you, over how great Charlotte is and not paying attention to the match, that's when you lose me and I fast-forward, because... It was like a three-time rerun, yeah. too. We've already seen this. Yeah. It was bad. It was As a rematch. You can't... You Listen. Listen. You can have leftovers. It's amazing. But you only have leftovers maybe, what, once, twice, maybe? But then when you get to the third time you have leftovers, you're like, no, is it still good? Smell it before you throw it out. That's where we are, folks. Is well, it here's good? Here's the problem, no. These were leftovers that weren't even good leftovers because the first time we had it wasn't good. Second time was probably worse. And the third time, it's like, oh, man, was that not good at all? It's just sometimes... There's no chemistry in this meal. It was just like a shitty meal, and they keep giving it to us. We don't want it. We don't want this. Ain't no fucking old school school lunch. We don't want that slop. Get it off my TV, as you would say. Whoa. Get it, it would Honestly, I would get it off my television. As a matter of fact, this felt like a sloppy Joe. Like, it was a, it was a potluck. That's what it felt like to me. It was terrible. Awful. It, and, and we, we like what Charlotte's doing. But this... This this was a week where I felt like literally just pull down your pants and take the diarrhea. Like that's what it felt like. It was just like this was pure diarrhea the whole way through, the whole way through. Capped off with two Eva promos. That's where it was. That was the best part of the show. But I will say, I will say. So I want to have one more thing on SmackDown I want to mention because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, when Teddy Lon came out to make his announcement, I think about Cesaro and Seth. He said in the promo on stage, he said, "I want to say." Thank you to Adam Pierce for giving me the empower to make this match. Then after like the next very next segment, he's backstage with Sonia and he says to her, Sonia, I want to thank you so much for empowering me since Adam Pierce couldn't be here. And I was just like, what? You just said that Adam Pierce gave you the power, but now you're telling her that wait, he's not here. And you get it's just like, oh, Teddy, this is why Teddy Lon is a fucking treasure because this man, holla, holla, holla. Fuck it all up, Adala. I just, I, I love Teddy Lon, but this is why, this is like the part of Teddy Lon of why it was always just like, oh my god. I did, I did, I did really appreciate the Sammy coming in and saving that because he was just like, no, yes. Sam, no, 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 Teddy, I don't want to dance right now. But you're really good, man. Like dance, and he's, I don't, I don't feel like dancing, Teddy. And it was just, it was, it, it made it, it made it feel like at least I could watch that segment, but it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. Not to mention there were quite a few jobber alerts this week, but I don't know if I should hold Damn. off. Do you want me to go with it? Yeah. Okay. Well, from what I can gather, 
Uh, we have Ruby Riot, God bless her soul, to Carmella. Hey, Carmella's one of the best athletes they have. Big win for Mella in her return. I was cool with it. Shout out Liv Morgan for being there. Your boy Dolph Ziggler, jobber alert to Dom Doms. That was a Hell thing. Hell yeah. Booyaka, booyaka, Dominic. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not nice. I was, you know, it's funny. I was going to give somebody else one, but I realized it was further out. Jeff Hardy definitely went past three minutes, so we cannot give Jeff Hardy in that last step. Barely. And this is where I think we should hit pause because WrestleMania, I woke up today and I hadn't watched Raw yet. And I got on the internet. What did I see? People crying about the treatment of one Jeffrey Hardy. The same Jeffrey Hardy that has had countless opportunities at WWE. He has one of the most, like, historically great careers in WWE across the board in terms of all the titles he's won, the opportunities he's been given, the how good he's been in front of the fans, like the, the amount of matches he puts on. And people are going to be upset, and like you said, it wasn't a job alert, that he was lost to a man who returned with two giant goons who is a former six-month reign WWE champion in the modern-day Maharaja. And you're going to be upset that he lost to him, and you're saying it is you want justice for Jeff Hardy? Fuck the fuckity-fuck off, motherfuckers. Are you kidding me with that shit? This is what you're going to cry about? This is how it should work. Jeff Hardy is a veteran. He's been there a long time. So you know what, what happens when you get in a fight with a guy who's his, clearly his best days are behind him, and you get put in the rain or in a mat or in a cage or wherever you're fighting against a fucking beast, a fucking athlete, a fucking former champion, a guy who is in the prime of his career, in prime shape all the time. Guess what's going to happen to that older guy who's not in as good a shape and smaller? He's going to get his ass kicked sometimes. And that's exactly what happened. And you have a fucking problem with it? Are you kidding me? Shut, shut the fuck up. This is why you motherfuckers live in your little basements and go on the internet and cry. Because you don't have a fucking clue. Because if this was real, that is exactly what would happen. It'd probably be quicker. But they respect Jeff Hardy enough to, like, let him go out there and do it. So stay in just get the fuck out of here. Is his contract up and he's probably leaving soon? He's doing the last few couple jobs. That's part of the business, man. You see it all the time. He'll be in AEW soon enough, and you can watch him and his geriatric brother fucking ruin one of the best tag teams they have going there and have shitty feuds. But for now, fuck the fuckity fuckity fuck right off because Jeff Hardy did exactly what he should have been doing in this situation. Fuck off and rant. You know it's got to be real, too, because JC does not really care for Jeff Hardy. I, like, I respect Jeff Hardy. You know, like, I like him a lot more than you do because I... I'm a mad I, guy. I've had so many fun times watching Jeff Hardy, but this, like, we can make fun of the Jinder Mahal thing all we want, but fucking look at him. He's a specimen athletically. He is an absolute freak of nature, and he has, he has the fucking resume of a successful fucking heavyweight wrestler. So yeah, guess what? When he returns, especially with two big fucking new heavies, yeah, he's going to kick the shit out of Jeff Hardy. And I think that's a good thing. Instead of having some local enhancement talent and do it to him, they give him a meaningful fucking statement win in his return. That's how you return someone. Get the fuck over yourself. Am I wrong? I don't think so. No, I just was laying out for you to get upset. That's all. I'm good. Chill, bro. Chill. I'm good. I am chill. All right. Remember... In the words of Daniel Tiger, when you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Much like Braun Strowman, I'll roar whenever the fuck I damn please. <laughs> I ain't listen to no fucking Tiger King, Tiger Queen. No, Daniel, Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger, motherfucker. I know. I'm fucking making a joke.
You're very angry this morning. Did you have a coffee? No, I'm good, Brett. Okay. I did. I had. I had. A, I actually it was. Uh, I was up due for my free beverage reward, so I had a free Charlie Cold Foam. Shout out, Duncan. Oh, quick, quick thought because you, you you threw a brat in there. Uh, I was watching a show, Home Economics, and uh, one of the like the cool uncles on Home Economics. I uh, check it out. It's on ABC if if you wanted to give it a shot. But uh, he's like this cool guy who's like kind of like dumb, but he's like good at investments and stuff. So he like says all these weird words, and he goes. Like somebody was trying to say bro, and like the kids were like, "Nah, you don't use bro anymore. You use bra." And he was like, "Ah," <laughs> I was just like, "There's Josh. I can't. I can't get away from JC everywhere." There's bro. There's bra. There's bro. There's Brit. So Brit. He said Brit. He said Brit. So Brit. Yeah, Brit. Because it was spelled B-U-R-H in captions or something, and I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ." I can't get away from JC. <laughs> hey, Nestle. Some of us are just down with the kids. Some of us ain't. Some of us, you know. Some of us are thirty-five plus, and some of us are thirty plus something, and that's what you are. Yeah, some of some of us are, you know, I may have uh, be an age of above thirty, but I'm still a cool kid sometimes. Yeah, cool. You telling you people that you know, listen. You tell me that I can't tell people that I'm funny. You can't tell people that you're cool. That's just I don't tell people I'm cool. People tell me that I'm cool. I don't need to say it. I it's just it's, it is what it is. I'm just saying what I say, man. Anyway. I'm just saying what I say that you're saying to me out of your mouth as you say it, because that's what comes out of your mouth is sayings. All right. That was like... In, in, Should we talk about the Braun since, I, since we roared into that transition? And sure. What the hell? It? Let's just talk about Braun. <laughs> uh, so, whatever. Like, this, like, I went on my rant last week about this being the match and the main event, whatever. I didn't mind like the MVP Braun thing, because it's just it's a little intrigue. You know, a little thing where it's just like... This storyline sucks, but you know what the best part about this feud is WrestleMania is what happened at the end of that match, and that is smashy smash smash smash. Three fucking powerhouses. Braun comes out, power slam the Drew, picks up Bobby Lashley. Bobby's trying to hug him, and Braun's like, and then power slams him. Then guess what Braun does? Because Braun's the best. Braun doesn't get tired, so Braun power slams Drew again. Then what does Braun does? Out of the ring, picks up Bobby, power slam for the barricade. I'm like, show's going off the air. Nope. Braun, back in the ring, another power slam for Drew and a roar. That's why I love this motherfucker because it's just, I it's one of those things where it's like I'm watching him. Like, this motherfucker doesn't really get tired. Like, he's always like panting and heaving, but he just keeps going. And you don't see that like ever. So the fact that he can cause that much destruction at that pace without taking a break is why we love Braun. This storyline sucks. But this match is going to be a fucking, like, beautiful, chaotic disaster because there's going to be a lot of this shit, man, with these guys just picking each other up, throwing each other around. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be physical. Um, so it's, I like, I don't care for it in terms of the story. But in terms of, like, the product we're going to get, it's going to be a beautiful disaster. Was that, a, was that a hint of Cody Rhodes I heard there? I mean, it could be. The Prince of Pro Wrestling? Mm. I think he's the king now. I think his father had, well, his father, I feel like his father might have been the king of wrestling at some point. That's fair. I guess that's fair. He probably had that moniker. Anyway, I'm not going to be uh, enticed by that. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Braun just roaring all over the place. I'm excited for it. I think it's great. Uh, like you said, I, I couldn't care less about the entire night with the, the will they, won't they kind of crap. Like it, the whole, the whole storyline, like you said, it was just terrible so it that when I, I woke up for the last three minutes i was like oh cool this is great he did a lot exactly. in three minutes did a lot in three I minutes i hit play the minute braun Strowman yeah. came on my tv because i did not care about the rematch and that so shame on people who give him shit because like honestly 
I I am in the I'm maybe it's because we're friends, uh, even though you don't like to say this in public. But we we're very similar in certain things. We're like. When that guy comes on, we watch. But it's like other people are like, oh, he's so stupid. He's so clunky. Da, da, da. It's like, yes, but that's his that's charm. The point. That's yeah, his charm. Exactly. He's charming. We say it all the time. It's like when I'm watching wrestling, especially for me specifically, is it's just like when I get excited about a person, it's usually somebody that does something that no one else does. And Braun, because of who he is and how big he is, he is not like any other fucking big behemoth giant we ever saw in WWE. But I think he is ushered in a new wave because we're seeing more of these bigger guys that can kind of move like Braun. And I honestly, obviously, the big show was like the guy that really changed the game for the Giants. But Braun has really changed the game in terms of like these like athletic cardio monster Giants that can do much. Like we saw seen little shades of Omis and some of the things he can do. It's just like Braun's brought in this new breed. And I honestly, I don't think he gets enough credit for it. I get why people get sick of him because. Obviously, we know he has his faults, but like you said, that's why we love him. So it just, he took this storyline and match that wasn't great. They infused the little brawn in it, and it's at least like, I think the match is going to be watchable now. Yeah. And that, it, it sucks that we have to get to a point of being like, please be watchable. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't have a lot more in the heat that I want to talk about. I think it's time to get hopeful. Glorious. You're my only hope. I'm going to be brief, WrestleMania, because I'm going to transition right off this and talk about that triple threat match. And it's pretty simple. You know, I love Braun. I don't want him to be champion. I, by good golly, oh God, do not want Drew McIntyre to be champion again. So my hope is pretty simple. I want Bobby Lashley to retain his title here at WrestleMania Backlash. Move on to whatever's next, whether it's one of these guys in the singles match who doesn't get pinned or if there's a new contender. But I've talked about a lot of times, like, I love Bobby Lashley as champion. I love MVP as his manager. I love them together. I love this package. And I want it to continue for a very long time. And I want eventually that match with Brock. But for all that to happen, he needs to retain on Sunday. No bullshit. No Tom Fornery. No fucking like, oh, we're going to give Drew another. No, 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 no. Bobby Lashley or bust. You don't give me Lashley walking out with that strap. I'm going to be very unhappy, Vince. So you motherfucker, listen to me. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hopes come true. Bobby Lashley remains WWE champion. You can't see this, but he got awfully close. I could see his nostrils. It was a little weird. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm going to see your hope and raise you my hope piggybacking Ooh. off of your hope it's a hope inside a hope it's inception bitches here we go i agree with jc bobby or bust but here's what i would like to see if i could book the ending to this matchup it's triple threat rules which means you could do anything you want there's no count outs there's no disqualifications you can probably use weapons if you had to it's a whole thing what happened last night on monday night raw where he put him through a barricade made me miss what made braun the best destruction just killing walls and props and people and all that stuff. Like, that's what Braun was Braun. I, I, I mean, we, we miss all that cool stuff. So I want, here's my hope. I want this to happen very uber-specific for a backlash. This is how it ends, right? Somehow everybody's throwing out their finishes, yada, 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 all these things happen. And for some reason, like, McIntyre does something to Braun, and Braun eats the pin, right? And... That's basically where he's there for. And then Bobby comes in with a spear, boom, and hooks the leg, one, two, three. Now, Bobby gets out of dodge with MVP hobbling away with his cane. And then Bronze just gets up so pissed off. All he does is roar and beat the living shiitake mushrooms out of McIntyre, throws him in the back of an ambulance, and just flips it. And then there we are. You write Mac off TV for four months or something. You do something where you just 
let him do some boomsticking and just let Braun be Braun roaring and just be so upset that you go off on a tangent of just having Braun beat the living shit out of Mac. Get him at least a month away. Give him a reset. Give him some time off. The guy's been the flag bearer for so freaking long. Let's let the guy breathe a little bit. Braun is the perfect guy, the perfect scapegoat in this situation. But you gotta give me the brawn. You gotta give me the boom. You gotta give me the sound effects. You gotta give me the the gaga that goes with brawn because this is a perfect way for Bobby to go and get his his way out of Mac, his way out of brawn or whatever. Or if it has to be that situation, that's fine. But have brawn have that gaga and send off some way with Mac going through an ambulance or being taken out by medics and just being beat up in some gaga way by Braun. That's what I would love because I think it's necessary because Drew McIntyre is weighing thin on me. Very much so. And I don't want that. I don't want that at all. And I think that this is a perfect opportunity for us to just schism all over the place. So that is my hope. Hashtag Nestle's hopes may come true. Hashtag Nestle doesn't really know. Hashtag please God be right. All right. There you go. What? Don't call it a comeback. Um, we probably got two good ones this week, but mine is going to Jinder Mahal, the modern day Maharaja. Um, let me will. I will say this because obviously he had the promo and he had the reveal of uh, Indus Share. I don't know if they're going by the name. They gave them names. But I'm sorry, I don't remember them. I'll learn them eventually. That was the Sing Brothers. Like I, they were just on steroids, is what everybody's saying. Yeah, what, yeah, what he said. That um, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that statement, but I, I laughed at it. Um, but I will say, Nestlemania, when his Theme song hit. I remembered how much I loved it. That thing bumped. I was bumping, baby. I was bumping. So, Jinder Mahal, welcome back, my friend. You get my comeback. I'm curious to see what is next up for the modern day Maharaja. I will say this much. I'm not. T- I'm not downplaying your comeback because I was very excited to see him. Uh, but here's the thing: the shaved head and the shaved beard, not a good look. Made him look I... like a jobber. Made him look like a jobber to me because that's what he looked like before he left. No. That's He's what I remember it as. kind of look like that. And so, but you know what? It's one of those things that's like, because it did. It, was, it definitely caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting him yeah. to be bald like that. But I'm willing to let it play out because, you know, every now and then, that's something when you come back, you know, you got to change some shit up. So he changed some shit up. I'm just, I'm just hopeful that there's uh, not a burial at, at sea here for this guy. That's all. Because he did, he did hey, a really good they've job. they've done it before and he came back stronger. So gender don't die, baby. He was cut out of stone. He looked great, but I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just, there's por- portions of me going, what the fuck are we looking at with these goons? Like, clearly, like, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to state this, and I'm going to have to ask TJ or uh, our boy Dom, who covers NXT on the jobberknocker.com, but I'm fairly certain that the two goons that were with him were with Malcolm Bevan, I think, at Bevin, some point. Yeah, they, they, I feel like they give that guy, like, a, somebody, like, once a month, and then, like, he disappears again and comes back with someone else. But, yeah, they... They had a pretty, I don't think they were on NXT much. They kind of did some jobber matches and then kind of just disappeared. Um, and this is where they've been. So It felt it felt like just like, I don't know. Like, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully they have an idea of where they're going with it because otherwise it's it just It makes like, sense to have them with him, though. I think it I think it's, makes perfect sense to put them with a guy like Jinder because, I, I mean, hey, it's another tag team on Raw, too, down the line. So that's positive. Well... I'm positively excited for my comeback. I'm giving it to Jimmy Uso because I was excited to see him. You can do the Uso if you want. It's fine. Uso! I started singing that song again because I haven't, like, I don't think they play Jay's music, do they? Like, I don't even. They do when he's in a singles match. Okay. I just, something about Jimmy just makes me feel like 
okay, like the Uso Penitentiary, haven't heard that line for a while. I'm excited. He feels like he's got a little bit. I'm not saying he does that. Jay doesn't have charisma, but I feel like Jimmy oozes a little bit more. Jimmy was always the swaggery one. Like he yeah. was always the one. Like they were both good, but Jimmy was like the lead. So I yeah. think it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. I think I'm excited more because I think like they're the best tag team. We clearly go to thejobberknocker.com. Check out our boy Billy's article way back when he talked about why. Way back, way back in the way back machine. You can Google it. Uh, it's uh, a great article by Billy about how great they are as a tag team and how they're probably going to be the best of this century. Not the century, this this generation in any way. Century, what's wrong with me? I can't speak. Um, but Jimmy is great in so many different fashions of what he's doing. And, you know, and I'm excited to see them as a tag team, but I'm also excited to see where this plays out too. So I think it's just, as a character, he replaced Daniel Bryan at the, in the most crucial time possible. So where we needed good characters on SmackDown, he can plug and play in a lot of different ways. So that's why I'm excited for Jimmy to be my comeback this week. You ready for the big finish? Absolutely. Oh, one, two, three. What a maneuver in WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania Backlash. We're going to hit on those predictions in a mere moment. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher or Spotify or Amazon or Anchor or watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, download, comment, five stars, five frames, tell your friends, tell everyone. Goes a long way. We appreciate jobberknocker.com. The entire staff predictions will be posted up there for WrestleMania Backlash. I believe TJ said Friday night or Saturday morning. So be on the lookout for those. We'll be giving ours in a moment, like we said. Also, our boy Dom does NXT and Impact. Our boy the Joe Stopper does AEW. Our boy SSJ Pegasus does New Japan. So all that is available on the website as well as, as, well as some other great specialty articles. tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. Buy the merch, shirts, mugs, you name it. We got it. Some super hot fire designs. Buy one, buy two, buy them all. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. You'll be looking so fine and so fresh. Just wanted to say a special shout out to our boy, the Joe Stopper. So my my wife had Joe Stopper's wife over on the weekend because I had to work. Uh, so she was helping watching the kids, and uh, they're cousins. So Joe Joe picks up his wife at Panera with my wife while I'm watching the kids when I came home. My wife sends me a picture. It's the Joe Stopper at Panera. Looking as fly as he can be, with his Joe Stopper AEW hoodie on and his Jobber Docker mask, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Find all this merch, but no, just special shout out to the boy, the Joe Stopper, because you know he had to rep. It's actually the DMC uh, Jobber one for the mask. I love it. So that's pretty funny. I was like, oh, good for you, Joe. So anyway, sorry. Let's get into it. Let's do our things. Let's do this. I gotta hit the socials quickly. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is at Jobber Knocker. All of these staff individual handles, as well as our boy, the Joe Stoppers are in the comment section or in the description of this podcast, so uh, give everyone a follow. But WrestleMania, before we get to WrestleMania Backlash, there is a WrestleMania Backlash title match edition on SmackDown this week. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go, girls. Shania Payne defends against your favorite tag team of all time and Tamina and Natalia. WrestleMania, is this the time where Shania loses their belt? Oh, my God. I hope Ray's asshole is clinching because he loves him some Shania. I just, I am sitting, like, literally, like, if it's not, if it wasn't Naomi and Lana, it's like, is it this team? It's like, they always go back and forth. They do an incredible job of making us very uncomfortable about, is this going to be it? Is this finally going to be it? Is this finally going to be it? They always win. They always find a way. If it's on SmackDown, I'm going to say they're going to find a way. Yeah, I, I honestly, every time I feel like we've had a match with these tag teams, like, there's obviously teams I like, but it's like, I really like Nia and Shayna as champions, so... Retain for me as well. It is now time, WrestleMania, for WrestleMania. Backlash. 
We will get to NXT and AW after this. But first up, there are six matches booked as this recording. If there are matches added between now and Friday, you will see our picks on the website, jobberknocker.com. But first up, your favorite match, the Lumberjack match. Damian Priest versus The Miz. This has got to be a Priest dub, right? I mean, I have to imagine for some reason that Priest wins this to finally get it over with. But I'm there is part of me. There is a part of me that feels like the Miz may win this strictly because there might be some chicanery on the other end of the the heels lumberjacking. And uh No, you know what I can't I can't do it. It's priest. In my head Wait. I'm like trying to talk myself into it, but I the more I look at it, I'm like, no, this is a feud ender. This is gonna be it. Wimp, but you're right. Tag team match for the WWE SmackDown tag team championships. The dirty dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, defend against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, who are looking to be the first ever father-son tag team champions. And WrestleMania, you know what WWE loves? First evers. You know what I would love? is some new tag team champions on SmackDown. So give me the family Mysterio, Rey and Dominic. I actually do think it would be a cool moment if they won. And I think this match could be a pretty fun match, too. So first off, I want to correct you. If you looked over the weekend, because you know you don't look at stuff in the independent circuit, but uh, no longer will Dominic and uh, Rey Mysterio be the first ever father and son tag team to win championships, as Ricky Morton and his son did win over the weekend. Well, guess what? In WWE. I'm just going by what they told me on Raw. They I'm said just, first ever father. I'm tag just telling team. you. I'm you just can telling call you. Corey Graves a liar all you want, but I'm just. I'm going to call Corey I'm Graves going with a lot the of WWE things. Propaganda in WrestleMania. Listen, I'm going with the propaganda. Listen, shame on them for one-upping WWE. By the way, those scumbags. Actually, I kind of respect the move, and I actually kind of love it. It's an independent move. Like, who cares? You know, like yeah, Rick Morton's it's a, a legend. It's like a, if, here's the thing: if an independent like had like advertising match and WWE did it. The entire world would want to kill oh, WWE. Absolutely. But shoe on the other foot, and they'll celebrate it. I don't care personally. I actually just think it's funny. But yeah, I'm picking the Mysterios. Are you? I'm going to go with Dirty Dogs. Wow, you're an idiot. One Ron Furnessel. New season, by the way. I'm going to win this year. Next up, triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley defends against Asuka, defends against Charlotte Flair. What a triple threat means to me, it means Charlotte doesn't have to take the pin. Rhea Ripley pins Asuka, retains her title. I hope to Christ that Ripley wins because honestly, if it's Charlotte again, I'm gonna be like, well, now she can't be a bitch because if she's the bitch and she's winning, it doesn't like, she has to complain. And like you said, she's a c-word, so she has to keep complaining. Otherwise, she loses her whole steam of being like getting her way. So, I don't know. I just I think there's more money. Alexa Bliss will get involved in this match. I'm I'm more excited to see Charlotte not get the championship and bitch about it than I am having her be champion because I feel like it's just. It's not as exciting and it's not different. It's just the same. So we've already had that. So let's move on and think that Ripley's let's give honestly, let's give Ripley an actual chance too. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're that far into it thinking she's only twenty four years old and she's this great, like give her a little bit of a run then. You know, like let Charlotte win money in the bank and then cash in or something. Like that's fine. I'm fine. I with think that. Ripley I think they're going forward, Ripley. I think that Alexa Bliss was not by accident and she will cost either cost Charlotte or distract Charlotte or Move a, get Charlotte away from Rhea for the time being, and they'll probably re-meet at SummerSlam. Uh, next up, we have a singles match for the Women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Bella, who's on the run, I guess a wall, defends her title against Bailey, And I'm looking forward to this match, but I do think Bianca wins. It's Bel Air or bust for the next four years. That's how it's going to be, folks. Wow, Shit. that's a very, very non-specific time, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but in terms of WrestleMania Backlash, we're both picking Bianca. 
We have two matches left, and one of them will likely be the main event. Uh, the triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley, the champion, defends against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. We both hope that Bobby retains, and I expect him to retain. A heart of hearts, I want Braun, but I know it's going to be Lashley because he's the almighty. And he has one of the best edges in the game right now, and I don't want it to stop. Now, what I think should be the main event because... It is hashtag my main event and the match I am most looking forward to on this card. And I think you can label it as can't miss. And that is Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Cesaro, who for the first time ever gets his opportunity. I do think Roman Reigns wins WrestleMania, but I'm looking for so much more from this because I want them to make me believe multiple times, which I think they will, that Cesaro will win and have the rug pulled out from under me. But give me Reigns as the pick. Look, I got to tell you this much. It's Discount Aquaman versus the Transporter. It is an absolute wonderful thing for it to be on the Twitter. The, I I can't I can't. If you guys haven't seen it, go find it. It's awesome. It, the the graphic is amazing. But for all those reasons that you said why we should be interested in it is why I'm interested in it. But I just can't in my head think that Roman Reigns hasn't had a bad match since this Tribal Chief stuff. So I he's more story. He's less wrestling. I'm okay with it, and that's where he's headed. So for me. Roman Reigns shouldn't lose this championship until there's a crowd, like an absolute crowd, because I think he's 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 got such a tidal wave. I, 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 my thing is is that he's probably going to get cheered either way by the crowd now, which is bizarre based on everything. But how bizarre? How bizarre? I just think he's got that tidal wave. I just want to see him interact with a crowd now with this character, and I think that that he's deserved it after everything he's gone through with all this stuff. He deserves a chance to tell the fans to go fuck off. Like I think that's important before he yeah, loses. Yeah, this to me, this is an appetizer. For this being the title match in the first in front of the first big show is Cesaro, one of our most beloved people who've never got it against Reigns. I that's I want that in front of a packed house, whether it's at SummerSlam or whatever. But this is a nice little appetizer for that. But that's it for Backlash WrestleMania. We're gonna run through NXT and AEW quickly. We'll start with NXT because it is Tuesday night, and uh, we have a two out of three falls count for the cruiserweight title between Kushida and Escobar. I think Kushida retains, right? Kushida has to. You know what's funny? Kushida, Kushida, excuse me, Kushida went from the human sleeping bag to Escobar being like the sleeping bag now. I feel like I don't care about Escobar at all. I, I've never I, cared I about Fantasma. Really cared about him. You know? Yeah. So, not that I'm a big fan of Kushida. I mean, I was in Japan, but now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, no, he's, he's been much better since I called him out, so credit to me. But, uh, yeah, I still don't care enough. Next up, uh, the main event, which is probably going to be your girl, our girl, everyone's girl, Raquel Gonzalez defending the Women's Championship against Mercedes Martinez. This is obviously going to be a Raquel retain to make her look good. But I like, I've like i liked this feud with Martinez because you definitely see the parallels as Martinez being the old vet. And like she's definitely, this, these are, this, Martinez is definitely someone who's helped Raquel. And I love that her first defense is against her. I think this girl is amazing. So I just. I can't say enough good things about it, but I can't put the curse on her, so I just want her to win. The end. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to gush over it too much. So, two other matches on NXT: Karrion Cross is in action against Austin Theory because we had about fifty thousand <laughs> contenders last week come out, and uh, one of them was Gargano at the end. And uh, you know what? I Austin Theory. I say it week after week. I love him on TV, and the best part of having him with Gargano, he gets to wrestle everyone every week because they just throw him out there, and his false like overconfidence is just it's great. I'm excited to see just what happens with this because it's exciting for the NXT title to have so many contenders at once. Uh, we're, are we not going to talk about the fact that 
basically carrying cross's manager is a is a thirst trap and if you look at her you're basically in the crosshairs of cross like it's just like if you look That's at her his fucking wife bro no i'm just saying like it's just weird. Like, it's funny to me that, like, literally, like, everybody posts pictures of Twitter of, like, every guy checking her out. And then, like, literally, like, within a couple of weeks, they're mincemeat. Like, they are done. They're absolutely done. She's the Venus flytrap. I just think it's funny. Crosses the, crosses the trap. I just think it's funny. Like, I, I like they've gone out of their way to, to do it, like, at least three times now. So, it's funny. I love it. The only other thing is uh, we have a sanity throwback. Uh, Killian Dane versus Alexander Wolf in action. In a battle of that. relevancy, yeah, yeah. battle okay, of relevancy. I, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I did want to. I did want to point out very quickly. I special shout out to Cameron Grimes doing these million dollar man things. These these things are hysterical. I don't know if you've watched yeah, them. Shout out million dollar man for actually being available to do it. I think it's awesome that he's that these are happening. They are a lot of fun. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. AEW. Um, we had blood and guts last week. The pinnacle one. Um, you, we. I'd like to carry. They're gonna have their coronation. This week on Dynamite, but uh, WrestleMania, would you like to give them their flowers? Would they match their flowers, or would you like to talk about Jericho going through cardboard and the internet being mad? So I don't even care about the cardboard. That's to me like I don't care about blood and guts being the cardboard because honestly, I thought the match had certain things where it was awesome. We knew it was going to be a car wreck. I thought Sammy Garvada, Garvada excuse me, Guevara said that he was going to do some cool stuff and he was going to fight the whole way, but like clearly he was a little overzealous and wanted to bounce around and clearly fucked up a bunch and all that stuff. Like slow down. And there was, like, here's the other thing, too. There were five guys that were seasoned in WWE, and now they're in AEW, which clearly they relied on in this matchup, and then five indie guys who, some of them rose to the occasion, and some of them didn't, in my opinion, and that's fine. But the most egregious, in my opinion, is what they went up on top of the cage, and Jericho decided to be a magician and be like, hey, kids, want to see me blade? And hold on to the blade when he was tapping out, and then he got cut, and they like they kept cutting away, but not really cutting away, so you could see him just stabbing himself in the forehead. There were other guys gigging themselves. They always found the most, like, it's not the match that I care about. It's the production team that did a terrible job for this matchup. Now, I know they probably have 100 cameras, and they're all fucking up and all that stuff. Like, I get that. It's got to be It's got to be crazy. I'm not saying I could do a better job, but at least I would know where not to look, you know? And they, they didn't do a good job of whatever. There's one point where Cash and uh, and Dax are talking to each other. Like, they must have been talking to each other about their day or, like, if they're okay. And it was just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So, like... All of that happens to me like I was already upset, and then the you know the pillow finish happens, which again, what did we expect? He wasn't going to land on. He's pavement. a fucking fifty-year-old right. falling off a giant structure. Right. I hope they would fucking protect, protect him. He's one of the fucking legends in the industry. You want him falling onto something real and fucking breaking his spine? Like sure, like could they have done a better sure. job? Yes, but come on. Man. What I would have, what I would have preferred, which would have been easier for me, would have been making that entire thing black. And then having it so that when he landed, it just looked into nothingness. You know what I mean? Like, he just went into all black. You know, like, that would have, like, even if it was cardboard, like, paint it all black. Like, just make it all, like, one color. Like, I thought it was lazy in aspect. Like, they always have a decent idea, but it's the details that they miss sometimes. Production-wise or just other things that, that they, they'll learn and they'll get better at. But it, it I don't even care about that. Like I said, more about the production and more, like, just the... The the blading portion of it was just like I get it, it's blood and guts, but man, like what are we doing? What like Jericho should not be like, hey kids, here's how you make it look real. I'm gonna go, ah right across my forehead. It was just it was ridiculous. And shame on him and shame on everybody else, because like I get it, you're all wearing white and you want to bleed all over the place, but good lord. 
I, that, that's what I'll remember. I won't even remember the fact that MJF was yeah, like the man. I, I, sadly, I agree with you because I really there was a lot of great stuff in this match. Yeah. But all I'm going to remember is the bad blading, the image of the images on the internet of Jericho going through like all that. Like that's unfortunately what will stick with me, and it shouldn't. But that's just the way it is. But we move on like we always do. And uh, AEW has a stacked card this week with two title matches, a number actually three title matches. Their number one contender match. So uh, we'll start with the title matches. Darby Allen versus Miro for the TNT title. If Darby Allen doesn't show up, Miro's the TNT champion. And you know what, WrestleMania? I got dynamite shooting out of my pants because make Miro a champion. Give me what I want, baby. How upset are you going to be on this program next week when he loses? Um, it depends how they do it because I don't think Miro has taken a singles out or anything. Like they built him as a monster. And I, I. I refuse to believe that he would take an L without it being like something ridiculous, but I'm just glad finally Miro is moved on. Like he's great with the haha, but we need some serious shit with him. And this is serious. And honestly, him and Darby, I think would be a really fun feud. So give it to me. I'm going to be so Miro upset. wins though. Miro, Miro, wins. Miro, Miro loses just because, just because. Well, you're an idiot, but speaking of idiots, the Young Bucks defend against SCU for the tag team titles, and that'll probably be the last time I'll ever be able to say SCU on this program because they said when they lose, they're done as a team. So, one last time, SCU! I want SCU to win. I'm going to pick SCU. I like it, but it ain't happening because the fucking Young Cucks got to keep doing their thing. Shout out uh, my boy in the acclaimed who always calls them that because... I laugh every single time, and I want to call them the Young Cucks for the rest of my life. Uh, next up, number one contender match for the AEW Championship. Winner gets a shot at, I believe it's double or nothing. It is Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Um, it's crazy to think that if Orange Cassidy wins this match, he'll be in a world title match against Kenny Omega at a pay-per-view. But it's also not crazy to think about because Orange Cassidy is so fucking over like Rover and... Sometimes you got to take the milkiest white baby face and put him against the big bad heel, but uh, I think Pac's probably going to win. See, you're stupid because that promo on Blood and Guts basically implied that that they are going out of their way for Orange Cassidy. Like, they are absolutely I think so too, but they're going out of their the way. Poster? You see the poster. I did not. The poster has Pac front and center, so it's, it's depends on who you are. Do you believe the poster or do you believe the booking? I, I think either way, honestly. It's our number one contender match where you can make a case for either side, and I don't hate, but well, we've seen we've seen Pac fun. and 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 Kenny, and, I, and there's definitely a story there, and I get that, but I feel like if you're gonna go if you're gonna go crazy, you know, you might as well pull the trigger because honestly, here's here's my here's my here's my defense on this. Pac will always be good. Pac will always be fantastic. You can you can pull at that anytime you want, but this is the one opportunity where like six months a year from now. Orange Cassidy may not be hot anymore, so you have you you have to pull. That's hard to think about, man. No, I'm just saying like eventually people cool off. I'm not saying people aren't going to care, but I'm just saying like you're 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 at a fever pitch. You got to strike now because on the downslide, no one's going to care. So. Yeah, you didn't convince me. I, it doesn't mean I don't want to see it because honestly, with how fucking boring Kenny Omega is, putting little Orange Cassidy in there, little 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 orange, little spritzer would make it a lot more excited. But we also have the IWGP U.S. title being defended. Moxley versus Nagata. Um, I have no idea about any of the New Japan stuff, so I'm going to leave this one to you. 
Well, Yuji Nagata was actually in WCW back in the day. He was pretty awesome. He was also part of, I believe, the NWO as part of the Japanese um, contingent back then. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm sure Pegasus will tell me as well as uh, your boy, the Joe Stopper, most likely, because he was a WCW guy as well. Um, but he was he was badass then. He's badass now. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those, like, strong style Dave Me you know, Meltzer pants-off, dance-off kind of things. And, uh, you know, I'm sure some some contingent of the Internet will love it and some contingent <laughs> won't. I'm sure your, yours truly will be sitting there somewhere in the middle going, yeah, it was good. A little stiff like that. But uh, what else you got? You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. I honestly forgot he was the United States champion, and I think the rest of the world did too. So Yeah, no, I, I remember when he won it, and he had those matches with Juice, which I actually checked out because shout out our boy C.J. Parker, who you know I love the NXT. So I was excited when those two guys were doing their thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious uh, how that is going to go. The only other thing announced for Dynamite uh, is your boy, Cody, has a special announcement. I'm assuming that it's going to be that he's fighting that fucking boxer dude, uh, Jagogo or whatever, at uh, Double or Nothing. But, yeah, that's all I got. Well, he's flubbed every uh, special announcement he's had, so who cares? That's how I feel about it. Yeah. He's the GOAT. He can do no wrong. He's the king and the prince and the, the everything of pro wrestling. He's a wrestling god. All hail my king. That Deadspin article was just amazing. So, Dude, Deadspin, Deadspin is just, they hate everything, yeah. and they will do whatever they can for clicks. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it's, it made sense. When I saw it, I laughed because I'm like, this is the most Deadspin thing ever there. They've moved on from attacking WWE for everything and saying that all these, they're all whatever, all these bad, bad things. And now they're in Fit Cody. So they, uh, they go for what's hot in WrestleMania. And you know what? There's no one hotter than Cody because the man's a fucking fireball. Well, like in the words of somebody very specific to both of us, I'm a tastemaker, man. What can I say? Yeah. Well, also next week, uh, I sit down energy with Jade Cargill. But I don't think there's anything else in AW you know what? besides that. I will say this much. Jade Cargill makes me think that I'm drunk every time I say her name. Like, Jade Cargill. You know? Like, just, I, you can't get your name out without something like you're slurring all over the place. Anybody out there, if you can say Jade Cargill without any, without, sounding like you got something in your mouth, like, go ahead. It's hard. Well, we'll see how Skiavone says it uh, this week when Skiavone? he him. Cargill. Skiavone. Cargill. Yeah. Whatever. I like her. I'm a fan. I'm curious how it's going to go. Yeah. She's a she's an athletic freak of nature, and she can talk. I'm in. Okay. I, I got, got nothing else. else. I, I know that's that. exactly yeah. where you're gonna go. I knew exactly. <laughs> I got nothing else. We're all set there. I think we're tapped out. We're maxed out, and we're all done. So, all right. I think that's pretty much it. We hope you enjoy everything NXT, AEW, all everything that comes in, especially WWE WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Jabberknockery.